Hey, everybody. Welcome to my show, A Voice to be Reckoned With. I'm your host, Brandy Joy. I have a special guest today. His name is Anthony Anthem Williams. He's the host of Delivery Bros. Please show him some love. Let's go. So we're here with a very special guest, Anthony Anthem Williams from podcast Delivery Bros. Hello, Anthony. Oh, hey. <laughs> I mean, is it okay if I call you Anthony or would you like me to call you Mr. Williams or Ant? Oh, God. Mr. Williams? <laughs> All right. Mr. Williams. <laughs> call me Anthony. All right. Then, Anthony, it is. Hey, hey, Anthony. <laughs> hey, Brandy. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, visiting with us today and, uh, I'm just stoked to have you here to on on my show, A Voice to Be Reckoned With. Girl, I ain't nobody special. I'm just some dude from the Midwest. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so modest. So modest. So, I'm just what you call your Joe. What was that? I'm just your average Joe with an average flow. All right, all right, all right. Speaking of average flow, I mean, I, I, uh, saw and heard so much that you are a poet, you are a rapper, you are uh, you, just, you just got a little bit of everything going on with you here. I mean, true, part-time shipping deals, whatever I gotta do to make money. Hey, I ain't mad at you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you heard that, folks? You heard I, that. <laughs> that was a joke, y'all. I am not a shipping <laughs> I mean, they do call me Big Sexy, but that's that's not re- that's not why. It's okay. <laughs> a whole nother show, okay. That's a whole different show. I don't be getting my magic mic on, even though I still love Pony by Jenny Wine. That's still a classic. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness, I remember that song. Man, I don't know. Like what, oh, what that song? I just was I, like I would sing it because I I knew it, I heard it all the time, but I was like never really like into it. It's just like one of those songs that was stuck in my head. You know? I mean, sure, that's how it gets you. Girl, <laughs> I was um, I was DJing a wedding over the weekend and I, I was like messing with, I was messing with the bride and groom. I was like, I was like, hey, yo, um, I was like, Mrs. Such and Such. And she was like, what? I was like, I got something special for you. I'm going to play this song for you. That's what I do here. So I decided to play Pony, right? I walk up to the groom. I'm just like, hey, yo, man, I play this for you, man. This is your song. Get it started. Man, he started He started taking off his tuxedo jacket. He took off his shirt. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I did too. I went too far. <laughs> no. <laughs> and not only him, the groomsmen got into it too. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I forgot certain songs have special powers. Yeah, that um, is true. Great power. So when you play Pony, um, you might you might end up with some results you don't want. <laughs> but I said I wasn't gonna have kids. <laughs> oh man, so I don't know. After that wedding, I think they, I think they're gonna have like four or five kids. <laughs> oh man, the story so is there, What's up? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sure, that's how some of my cousins here because of that song. 
man, oh man. You know, that's very, very, um, which made me think, I mean, got my, uh, my wheel spinning right now to think, like to have, <clears throat> to hold like a, a, a conversation amongst uh, a few and, or maybe the the children and the parents and talk about like, well, what's the song? Maybe not the children, the parents, but we really don't want to hear any of our parents, uh, you know, their, their, you know, their, that life. <laughs> but like, what song oh. was playing when you were born? <laughs> well, what song oh. were you playing when your did your mom or your dad ever tell you? You know what I mean? Like, what, 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 what were you mean? Bobby Brown. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that the other day. Yours was uh, "Don't Tell Me." I remember. Ooh, uh, it, w- it was on the. Um, okay, give me the first letter of the song. That's just it. There were a couple of Bobby Brown songs they loved. "Don't oh. Be Cruel," um, "Prerogative." So she she could get mama was never mind. <laughs> but she was grooving to okay. You see where I'm going with <laughs> My tenderoni. Yeah, that was a jam right you there. My tenderoni. <laughs> sing it, sing it. I love me some Bobby Brown. When it comes down to it. That's still the man when it comes to the music, man. That man's still talented, sure. still can sing. For sure. No matter what you know right, he's been me. gone through or what he's been, you know, he comes everybody loves that album. Hey, that album is why there's eighties babies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. You make what a bump some background right now when we get off the um, recording. Yeah, we still cutting Bobby Brown out here. That's <laughs> <laughs> still the cut. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Shout out to Bobby. <laughs> Bobby Brown. Straight up. Still doing the thing. Shout out to the whole new edition crew. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend the other day. I was like, man, I don't care. Hands down, new edition was the to this day the most lit boy group. <laughs> True, most informed. Like, so it was at one time that it was a battle between New Edition and New Kids on the Block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that was know, my group right there, too. New Kids. <laughs> and, oh, 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 oh. The oh, right oh, stuff. Oh, oh. <laughs> Me and my I sister in our room was all ple- just all decked out with like New Kids on the Block. Like, we had my mom would buy all the, mem- the memorabilia. Like, the, we had the big buttons, little buttons, and shirts. We had the CDs, the Christmas, but we just, we just love new edition. I mean, I said new edition. New, new, new on the block, new edition. <laughs> new kids on the block. New kids. Hey, it's all good. Now, my, like, for me growing up, you know, I came into the era of, like, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all that. You know, and, like, every once in a while, you know, Blackstreet. Yeah. Boys, and that's where I came in. I came in all those groups. All right, all right, all right. You said, you said, uh, like, hmm? no, what were you saying? Oh, I came in on like blue, um, I'm sorry, Black Street. I came in on next, escape. Oh, that was my group, yep. I think I was in junior high school, then first came out in vogue. All them girls, like, like, I can go down the list of like different groups I've listened to over the years, 
And then some of the solo artists like Monica and Brandy. Yeah, that. So what you talking? I was listening to all that stuff too. What what what, what uh year? What, what's your year? When were you born? '89 myself. So mm-hmm. I was a, I was like the last of the '80s babies, but I was more of a '90s kid. Okay. So, See, I was... Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry if I cut you off. Man, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> This is your show. I can't be taking over your show, girl. That is true, babe. You have a point. <laughs> now, I was going to say I was a 79. No, no, I was born in 78. My bad. <laughs> yep. So I, was like, I mean, true. you don't look like you were born in 78. I thought you were born around the same time I was, or a little bit younger than me. Actually, like, you were like 25 when I said the last round, and we were doing my cast. Thank you. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, black people when we like when we age, so it be like we be looking like we in our twenties. It's like, nah, baby, I'm 83 years old. Right? Okay, that part we ain't got no problem with telling the age. You be like, mm, I'm a full. You dealing with a full grown woman right here? Okay. <laughs> it's like, shoot, I remember when the first World Fair happened. It was 1905. <laughs> That's when I met. Uh, that's when I met your great great granddaddy. <laughs> 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 I'm mean, sure a good example. Look at like Silly Tyson. Silly Tyson, don't look like she in her nineties. Sure, not at don't. all. Sure don't, man. Sure don't. I was like, that lady is almost a century years old, but she's still looking good, taking mm-hmm. care of herself, healthy, still walking, still acting. Yep. Sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not sure. I think the, the last movie, I could be wrong, movie I did see, see her in, and that was a, was a Tyler Perry movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's always so yeah, wise. She got that wisdom. Oh, yeah. She always be doing, like, you know, plays and stuff like that. Like, she is a, like, when it comes to being a veteran, she done seen different eras yeah, of, like, sure. of people. Like coming in, it's crazy that she's still going, even that close to almost a hundred years old. Like that's amazing. Very amazing. That'd be an honor to be able to like sit down with her and get you know what I mean, and just like learn so much and just you know. Yeah. Think she all in a hundred years almost. Like think about because at one time they weren't trying to have us like in film and stuff. Right. As black, they weren't like. She comes from the era where she literally, she literally had to find ways in entertainment and really break through. Yeah, definitely. So we got, when we got like a um, Sydney Poitier, Sydney Poitier is probably one of the like one of the best names I would say that really broke through. Yeah, personally. So she she remembers those eras, and that was just that's that's important. So for like I I definitely pay my respects to like ladies like Silly um, Silly Tyson, some of the ladies that come before us, or just in general. Like it's always great to see you know somebody of color win, especially black folks, because like it's like that's me on the screen, that's me doing this, that's you know. You know, I was watching a movie yesterday, and it was um it was um Eddie Murphy's new movie, um the um Dolomite is the name. That's crazy. You said that we were just watching that the other day, and it started a whole topic. 
that's crazy. Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, because I it was a great movie because I because I knew about Rudy Ray Moore just because of the fact you know I grew up around you know the old school and old school had some of the black exploitation films that he was in, and I never knew like how bad um, how bad like you know Rudy Ray Moore was like when it came to the fact he so like people don't understand like. He sold his comedy albums independently. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was making record sales independently before he got, you know, you know, got with a company. Like he was yeah. like making some serious cash, like selling out of the trunk of his car, selling at the record store he was working at, selling on the streets. I mean, he had some major salesman skills. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like. When it comes down to you think about it, he's like the first independent like artist and filmmaker, hmm. like for the black community that got well known. Like it's it's crazy to think about that because you know it, it, you had to be signed to really get anywhere, but he gained a reputation hmm. for being independent. He was traveling to city to city, going to those same neighborhoods that he grew up in, hmm. and really pushing what we call a movement in a lot of ways because of that like he changed the whole game on how black people can break through an industry yeah for sure I think that movie was so well done too like I didn't have one part of that movie I didn't like I enjoyed the fact that I got to see what he went through trying to just make Dolomite and that is that's still a that's still a black exploitation classic. Yeah. Regardless of it's 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 a landmark of one, it wasn't like everybody else. He didn't look like, you know, what you know Hollywood wanted him to look mm-hmm. like, wanted people to look like. Like he was he was the man who was um who was a big he was a big man. He was a big uh, he didn't have the body type, the body image. He wasn't rippling with abs. He wasn't, you know, in shape or nothing like that. He was the regular Joe. He brought in his, um, he brought in his friends and family. He brought in all his day ones, put them on, and made cult classics that people still respect to this day. Yeah, that's Without. Cool. Without for, like just saying, you know what, F the industry, I don't gotta look a certain way to make it big. Exactly. Right. True to himself and you know what I mean, known for what he can do and his talents. Not forgetting where he came from. Exactly. I highly high respects for that. You know. So people yeah. So like I already have a more, but that made me respect him more seeing that movie. Because there's a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know a lot, like uh, a whole lot. Like I didn't get to finish the movie because when we had it on, I was trying to do some podcasting stuff. So I was, my mind was kind of soft, like in and out, in and out. So I didn't even get to finish it. But you know, what attracted me to it when I, I when my friend brought it up was like, oh, Eddie Murphy. And then it was like, what from there? And then it was like, okay, so I do need to get back in and just basically start from the beginning. But I, I did, uh, it did, you know, catch. Uh, Catch my my attention my attention because I didn't even know there was a movie until it brought to my attention <laughs> the other day. Oh yeah, and it was good to see Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy, the Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy Auburn. 
Yeah. Yep. It's like this isn't PG Eddie Murphy. We got rated R. Right. Being him, and you can tell like Eddie Murphy is really trying to make a strong comeback. Yeah. He's going back into stand up from what I've been hearing. Mm-hmm. And Which is, it would be amazing. I, I would love. I would love to hear what's, what's been happening in the last, you know, couple decades since we've heard from him. Yeah, for, for, for sure. Because when we seen him, we just started, like, thinking. And I asked my, uh, me and my friend were talking. I was like, man, I said, you remember, do you remember, it started making us think about, like, all the good and all the great, like, uh, comedians. I was like, do you remember Raw? That was my first. I don't know if that was his first, but I remember that was my first. Uh, Ed Murphy, <laughs> you know, stand up. And Raw, that was pretty, like, and my friend he was like, yeah, he said, and then we were watching Goldman, he said, I haven't heard Eddie Murphy cuss in years. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> True. I think the last time I heard him cuss like that was, like, the live movie with him and Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the last time I for real saw him, like, you know, wild out, you know, and it was just like, it's like, okay, Eddie Murphy's back, like, he's doing right. what brought, like, what brought us to him as you know as black people yeah yeah for sure it was relatable character was relatable it was it was just it was the Eddie Murphy we've needed for a long time Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm saying that as a person who did like a lot of his movies you know I will say this one of uh, one movie I did love that he was in that was the one of the more recent movies was Norbit I did like Norbit there was a couple movies though Huh? You said you did or you did? I did like Norman. But, <laughs> but there was a couple movies I've seen where I was just like, oh God, why, Eddie? Why did you do this to yourself? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Pluto Nash. No. That movie should have never happened. Even <laughs> Eddie says that never happened. You know, I would say another close movie I would say that was really good that he was saying was that Ben Silver movie, um, The Heist. I haven't seen that one. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, because, like, Eddie was actually kind of wilding out in that movie, like, the Eddie Murphy we remember. Oh, man, it just made me think of Beverly Hills, uh, what, Beverly Hills, what, what was it, Beverly, um... Beverly Hills Cobb, one, yeah. two, and three. Uh-huh. <laughs> I watched all of those. Yeah. Over Golden Child, like, they're, like, oh, I watched some of the best work and I've seen some of his worst work and I still love Eddie Murphy. For sure. And that laugh, every time I see him, you know, he's got that laugh that nobody <laughs> probably will ever. Why you do it through his nose and so it's kind of nasally a little bit, but I love it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, he didn't remember Cat, what was the vampire, the uh, the uh, vampire in Brooklyn, right? Vampire in Brooklyn, yes. <laughs> That was a great movie. Eddie Murphy Lane. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a classic right there. I totally forgot about Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah. Boomerang. Boomerang. Oh, for sure. Yes. Now that right there. That was just a John Witherspoon, Halle Berry. Yeah. Robin. 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 Um. Gibson. I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, freaking. Um, Marlon Lawrence was in it. Yeah. Uh, Alan Greer was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like thinking, 
what's the, what's the uh, not crazy lady, but she she just me out with Grace Jones. <laughs> Grace Jones. Oh my gosh, it's like Lady Eloise. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Marcus Dahl. <laughs> Can we make it a little darker in here? <laughs> Just, like, can we just turn the lights off just a little bit darker? <laughs> it's like Lady Eloise, I need no light. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I, I like that. I was one of my favorite parts is when um, he was with uh, the uh, the one girl, and she actually her, her name's on the tip, of, very faint on the tip of my, so on the tip of my tongue, but she played in. I think waiting to exhale, but she was she wasn't that her? She had the toes, and when he seen her toes, he was. <laughs> oh yeah, she had the hammer time. Yeah, he was like a rap for him. <laughs> uh, uh, he was like she got them poodle feet. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. And one thing I love about Boomerang was it was it had a lot of class to it because it wasn't just like you know it wasn't a hood film. It was. You seeing a brother who was successful in an advertising company who was going to like top top notch stores, you know, paying for, you know, soup jackets and things of that nature. And I remember the part where like um, the dude kept on following them, talking about, you know, they couldn't afford it. It was like, excuse me, and they went off on them, letting them know, hey, like, just because I look a certain way doesn't mean there's certain things I can't afford. Like it just like it brought a whole different perspective on success for a black man. Like, you don't have to be just a street hustler or something like that or blah, 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 blah. Like, you could be an authentic, educated... Like, it, that's one of the things I loved about, like, Eddie Murphy movies. It wasn't just, it wasn't just, you know, your typical, like, role as a black man when he did his movies. Right. Like, sometimes he was, he was, in a, he was a professor. Sometimes he was, you know, uh, um, a police officer. Sometimes he was whatever. It was like you could be whatever you wanted to be when you uh, when you saw Eddie Murphy. Exactly. And some people don't see that. It's like delivering a message because you're always like, "Cause you can be whatever you want to be." You know what I mean? You know, and they can identify. You know what I mean? Because like he looks like you said before, looking at the um, you know, looking at that person is like looking at you. That's you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No. That's that's where like. That's why, I, that's, you know, I was thinking about something the other day, and, okay, so you remember when everybody was, like, hyped about Black Panther, right? Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember some people were arguing, it was like, and it was Black people, too, they were just kind of like, it's like, you know he's not real, right? It's just like, okay, he's not real, but it's one of us, it's somebody that looks like us doing a movie. Exactly. Like doing it's an all black cast. Okay. It's like, well, you're not getting any money from it from doing this. They're getting paid off of you going to the it's like it's supporting each other regardless. Okay, like why well, we gotta break us down was, like that because it's a black movie because we don't do it with any other others. It's like it's great because like we saw we saw Lupita Nyongo, we saw Chadwick Boseman, we saw like I mean, seriously, I mean, we got, like, Vivica Fox, like, and Vivica Fox should have been, you know, with an Oscar a long time ago. Oh, yes, for sure. I think this should have an Oscar, let's just be honest, y'all. <laughs> We're seeing 
we're seeing all this black star power in this movie. And then, you know, people are getting upset. And I'm just like, um, do you understand these are all quality, great actors? I mean, Chadwick Bosman has basically played every person in black history. <laughs> right. He's played every person in black history. <laughs> and he's about to play a black samurai that actually came to Japan, like, back in, like, the Edo period. It was with Oda um, Nobunaga, one of the most famous like shoguns ever. He's about to be a black samurai that actually happened in real life. So like he's played everybody in black history, so you know he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He did a good Jackie Robinson. That was amazing. I mean, we can just go down the list of all the things Shadow. So that's just one person, okay? That's mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan killed his role. I mean, like, we go down the list, like, of all the people that were in that movie. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, we're being represented better in Hollywood. We haven't had this in a long time. And especially, I mean, did you think in 2018 we would be represented, like, so strongly that we would have a whole like whole cast of black people and then also the director was black <clears throat> never would have really thought it but I don't think I ever really ever really ever really pondered me that it would or wouldn't happen just when it happened I was like that's what's up we have a ride we had been a ride you know what I'm saying but we just you know you know people been sleeping on us you know what I mean like we, we're here <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. we got it. <laughs> you know. I mean, look at Jordan Peele. That's a good. That's another good example. Get Out was one of the most breakthrough hits. Heck yeah! I sent to so many people. I've heard say, you know, you got your ones that always going to be the the Nance, and then like that. That was that was pretty. You know, you know, pretty freaking awesome. I thought it was pretty freaking awesome. I thought it was way out of the box. You know what I mean? And I, I love the heck out of it because I had no idea. Not nearly close to what, first of all, I love it when a, a black uh, horror story comes and it's good. You know what I mean? And like, I can't tell what's about to happen next. <laughs> but I'm a horror fanatic. All I do is watch, I watch a lot of horror and I usually can kind of, you know, feel no matter what it is, kind of where, you know what I mean? But this one right here, I was like, what the what? The World Wide Web is happening. <laughs> it wasn't like a- with- Huh? And it wasn't a blood, guts, and gore thing. It was a psychological thing yeah. that had a deeper meaning to it. Mm-hmm. After it went off, I still was like, what did I just... <laughs> What's going on here? To watch it again, you know, go back and catch some stuff. I was like, oh, I remember, see that part right there? Oh. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I watch, you know, that you break down, you know, you can break down and be like, from when the guys know, you know, the black, the bleeding, and that was the, the what should be his friend, all, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. I completely agree. That was a very. What was the other movie that um they did? Did they do us? Did he do us? Oh, I mean, did they? Was yeah, that they did. yeah. That that That's movie on. right there was terrific. Oh my gosh! I was like, what if something like that really did happen? Yes, I know, right? And I still didn't even under get it for like a minute. I didn't realize the girl was her, you know what I mean? Like the, the bad one was yeah. the one that was the family that was inside the house. 
You know, uh-huh. that 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 was just like a, oh, amazing. Even the rabbits, you know how they did? They showed both sides how she was the ballerina, and then the other one she was broken down. <laughs> she she was eating rabbits, and I was just like, wow. Like, and then you realize at the end of the movie, be like, oh, she was one of them. Right. It, it was just so. It was so scary, like how they just they had a clone of everybody. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is tricky. Now they showed everybody Ooh. holding hands across the. Uh... And plus, I will never look at "I Got Five on it this thing. <laughs> and I love the song. <laughs> I got five on. Hey, what you... <laughs> then they slowed it down. I'm just like, this needs to be the jam to like dance to. Now I can't dance to this. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Hold me. <laughs> you had me from beginning to end when it, when it started and you were just standing outside and stuff. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> Man, that takes me back. Mm-hmm. Oh. Man, I can't wait to see what else he puts out. Yeah, I don't sure. care. I'm gonna support that because I love Jordan Peele. Yeah, Dude, I've been watching this. <laughs> but yeah, um, man, oh I man, love, see, you say you love horror. Yeah, I, um, I especially love Asian horror movies. Oh man, they be having the creepiest stuff, don't they? <laughs> yes, it's something about Asian horror movies that always get to me. It's like it's every spooky. once in a while, there's an American one. Like I like Insidious and um, yeah. movies, but grudge. I really like The Ring and The Grudge. Yeah, those. Guys. Oh my gosh! The first time I seen The Ring, I was like, I, 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 I can you just walk him into the bathroom, even though it was, it was right there. I said, can you just turn the light on? Can you step by the door? Because when she came up out the TV, I stopped. I said, Oh hell no! I said, Now why did you have to go do that for? <laughs> oh my god! Messed me all up. I've seen both the American and the Japanese version. I think the Japanese version is creepier. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh, the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, no. Wait, which way? When I saw when I saw her come out the TV in the American one, I was like, oh, no, what is this? <laughs> and then I found out there was a Japanese version. I watched the Japanese version. I didn't sleep for like two days. <laughs> See, I didn't, I I've like, never oh, seen the American one. Oh, I, the American one—it's it. cool, but the the Japanese one is still the worst one. That's the one that—that's the one that will no. definitely have you. No way! You. I have seen the American one because the, the Japanese one did. <laughs> this is gonna sound stupid, <laughs> but Japanese—not just a Japanese film, but the actors are like how the Grudge, like a lot of the actors are are Japanese. So these are like the Japanese characters. Oh yeah. Okay, like so Jap- gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, you can watch the Japanese one and like subtitles and stuff. They actually did a crossover where they put the ring and the grudge girl together. They did? Oh, dear, I got to see that. Hayako versus um, Hayako, whatever, um, whatever her name is. They, put, they did a crossover. And the body count was just so unreal. It was crazy. Okay. You know, Samara, for some reason, you know how like when you, you come across a uh, the uh the you know the grudge 
the, the one the like girl from the grudge it seemed like uh how the body you know how the bodies were what you know what they would do you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like with samara wait was it samara yeah with samara like their faces you wouldn't even like be like old and like you know what i mean like just after she was dead whatever she scared them i think with one of them they they scared them to death and i'm thinking that was samara yeah samara I'll tell you what, I never looked at going in the attic the same. Mm-hmm. But I remember that one time she popped her head up into that closet, Psycho grabbed her with her hair. And I, was like, you know, ah! <laughs> I was like, you know what, I ain't dating a girl with extensions for a hot minute. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, yo. Was like, okay, I'm going to be dating girls with like the Halle Berry cut for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to give my son with the. Uh, oh, he's over there. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I used to, I used to mess with some of my cousins doing that too. Like turn off, oh, turn off the t- turn on the TV and put it on like a fuzzy channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mess up to stuff to do too. If you especially creep up some on somebody and they kind of like in the dark in their room or something, you just creep up the side of the bed and just sit there and just be like. <laughs> oh my god okay so like we okay so i used to um i used to be a part of um, this program called the sister city exchange right and so i went to japan one year right and then in that same year like later in the summer um the japanese students came to us oh wow one okay, so there was this girl that stayed at one of the houses, right? She decided to mess with her host brother, right? Mm-hmm. She did the same thing, turned the TV on, all fuzzy, and she had and she she had super long hair, okay? She like she put her hair in front of her face, put on she actually had a white nightgown, and literally he goes downstairs and turn off the TV. All of a sudden, she appeared right in front of him. Oh, no, Lord. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't like, knock her head off. <laughs> she was like, he screamed like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can imagine. I would just probably die. You know, we be though, like, black people, we be like, like, you seem like, you remember, like, watching Leprechaun and stuff like that? Back to the hood or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you notice how every time he tried to scare the black folk, he ended up getting punched. <laughs> like, this is ah, right. ah Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like horror movie people must hate going to the hood. <laughs> exactly. I remember they had Jason in the hood. Jason. Jason getting shot. Like, I didn't know. I didn't have to go through this much work when folks went camping. <laughs> I was like, man, we will, we will fight. Yeah, we might die. We'll be like, we like, like, I don't care what I got hit you with. Oh, there's a lamp right there. Pow! Right. Scared as hell. That's why I don't scare people. Like I told my son, like every time he like do some crazy stuff, I'll be. Like, I don't ever laugh with him. He be laughing. I'd be like, "Cause he really didn't scare me." I was like, "You should have been worried, cause you don't know what." <laughs> I turned around and knocked your head off, boy. But stop playing with me. Mm. You know, I would have been a flying twelve-year-old in the house, like, <laughs> <laughs> "Mama, why you hit me?" 
<laughs> I don't play with my mama like that. No. No. I'm scared <laughs> she really might hit me. My mom's a form of ring. If somebody come up <laughs> creeping up on her in the dark, I might end up with a broken neck. <laughs> goal is just go. Oh man, my mom, she would, she had a neck for it. She would, she do it all the time. So my my sister was more of the scary one. She like go really like scary movies and stuff. And my mom, I think probably where I got it from. And she always she she would scare my nephew. She had that that tales from the crib, uh, the crib keeper. She had his lap down, and she would like. We'd be in our room, it'd be dark outside, and she'll come up on the windows. We like watching TV and stuff, and she'll just like just come to the window and just just either jump in, you know what I mean? Like, cause it'd be hot and we have it open, or she'll start that laugh. She's always just going outside and like messing with us. She's traumatizing my sister. <laughs> Don't think. <laughs> I, see, I can't be playing like that with, with my family. Okay, my family's kind of twisted. We'll watch um, horror movies, right? But we'll like, and for us, it's a comedy. <laughs> that's that's the weird thing. Like, we'll watch like super bad like B horror movies and crack the hell up. I don't, it just like <laughs> it was like ah, she should have even went in there. We're those laughing. <laughs> we we be the ones that be up in the theater being extra loud. Like, ah, got her. <laughs> <laughs> that dumbass boy in there. You're supposed to walk away from the noise, not to the noise. <laughs> I was like, what was that? Like, oh, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, we told you not to go in that room. <laughs> Let me go check this out. <laughs> it was like, no. Oh, don't go check it out. Go, <laughs> go the other way. With, with no weapon either. It's, <laughs> it's just man, she's so, it's like, man, she's so stupid, man. I don't understand why she didn't decide to go up in there. What the heck was she thinking? <laughs> Hello? Like, oh. Someone there? <laughs> no, no one's there. <laughs> but the killer. You think he's going to answer yes, I'm the killer. <laughs> <laughs> I think something like that happened, like, on, the, you know, that movie, they, the one they redid, um, uh, the scary movie? Yeah, the funny one, the, uh, the movie of all the... About all the, all the horror movies, stuff. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First and second one are always my favorite. Yeah, it cracks me up. We're like, it's like, who's there? It's me, the killer. <laughs> like, what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, um, Kazam. That's not a scary movie. <laughs> Have you seen Shack Act? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So uh, the way oh, he he killed he was killing me with the uh <laughs> when he had his girlfriend Regina uh, what's her name Regina um when he was having her put on he's like put, put my shirt <laughs> we had her put the shirt on and the helmet. put on my shirt <laughs> on <my> ass. <laughs> oh man! Like, everybody always thought Sean was gay, so that's why he did that wrong. <laughs> why like, so they did that? He was making fun of the fact that everybody always thought he was gay. <laughs> He's like, this is making so fun. <laughs> it's like tucked in or tucked out. <laughs> right. oh, I was like, oh, I didn't want to see that song. <laughs> oh my god! Remember the part with the ear to the uh, at the um, in the bathroom when he put his ear to the uh, to the song. Oh the yeah, the <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh man, you remember um in the beginning of the second one, he was like, it was like, dude, you got a tattoo. Bro, you got a tattoo on your back. Dude, what does your say? Ray, what does my say? <laughs> Effie, what is uh, what does my say? Ray, what does your say? Effie, <laughs> Ray, Effie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yes, that was a that that movie was so hilarious." I was just like, "This is <laughs> great," because uh, I mean, I remember when I first watched it, man, I was laughing so hard. Especially I, when you know I, all the movies they're they're uh re, you know what I mean they're making fun of. So that. Oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard. I mean, I'm talking about snot came out of my nose. <laughs> I remember I had a cold that weekend too. I was in there. It came on. I don't know what I was watching. I think it was on HBO or something like that. And I was laughing to the point I was in tears. I'm talking about all my sinuses got cleared. That's how hard <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't even just like horror, horror too. They was kind of, kind of implementing a lot of, I don't know if it was that one. You know, maybe, you know, I'm not, I could be wrong. But was that, a, you know how they had another teen movie? But you remember the part where I think it was, um, where, they, where they were doing, kind of like, doing Save the Last Dance? Yes. Yes. Was that another teen movie? Was it from that one? It could have been from not another teen movie, I think. Not to, okay. But okay. I think it might have been that one, or yeah, it, it might have been so. Scary Movie 2. I can't remember. But Yes, I remember. <laughs> I I love those movies so much because of the yes. fact, like you know, the Waynes are like the dynasty of comedy, and that's I I enjoy like whatever they put out. Like, yeah, for sure. And I agree, the Waynes bros should at least got a you know a series finale. Yeah, for sure. I got I got They should have got a series finale. They really should. Like, I still watch it sometimes with it. Come on. <laughs> I mean, too. I remember, like, um, it was like close to the ending when, like, Sean, like, revealed himself as a killer in the movie. And he was like, he was stabbing, dude. He was just like, the Wayne Bros was a good show. We should have at least got a season. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, for sure. They should have. I don't know why. I don't understand why. Why, why not? Cause, I mean, I love that show. Like, every, every, every episode is just. You know. That show still makes me laugh. I remember when they went, uh, when they did uh, Pops, when he was, uh, when he used to be a, uh, when he used to be a, uh, in a singing group, and with that, when my love comes, yeah, baby, bang, bang. <laughs> you better run, you sweet little thing. <laughs> you know, thinking about it, that song could have been a hit for real. <laughs> That thing. <laughs> it was just like you may have left me in my, you may have left me in the cold, but just know, I will keep you warm in the snow. And then, <laughs> and then it turned out, dude got a sex change. <laughs> and it was just like, it was like, man, who's that fine girl right there? Right. But she, but she brought out the deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the ladies used to love him. I was like, I'm here. 
man. I can't remember exactly, but I know that probably was a part where Sean, uh, was it Marlon? Because Marlon was always doing stupid stuff, still probably trying to holler at us. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, hello, casting over the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was actually looking at um, Marlon's show. And it was actually really good. I wish they would have kept that show going. Because, um, like, Marlon's really been pushing a lot of good content over the last, like, like five or six years. Like, his comedy special had me dying on Netflix. That was so funny. Yeah, I think I did get a little bit. I didn't watch all of it, but I did catch, catch some of that. Because, like, oh, sure. Bro, you got by yourself. <laughs> He, man, he had made um he had made a joke about you know Donald Trump being like uh, Donald Trump is like our equivalent of Flavor Flav. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was so dead. I was like, <laughs> I, and I was thinking to myself, you know, he has a point. Was like, oh, this stupid. Oh, I'm sure, he does. He does. That's <laughs> I've had random white people just come up to apologize to me, being like, well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> man, oh man, man, we just—this is pretty amazing that we just went on this. You know what I mean? This, uh, this, this, this memory lane thing of like all the these great shows, and they're all African American or you know black black shows, you know, and. Like how some of them I didn't even remember, but you, know, you say something and another one's triggered, another one's triggered, and like the other night when you when you brought up you know the the um, Dolomite and then the Eddie Murphy, I thought it was so crazy because I was going to bring up um, the dialect that we had because of, of because of Eddie Murphy, and then you brought that up, but we went down this memory lane of all the great comedians, and then like you know the king of comedy because you know. The actual movie, the king of comedy was like Cedric and DL and Bernie. Much love Bernie. And uh, who else was it? Uh, Steve. Yeah, it's Steve. And then, so we were just like, man, but, you know, we weren't saying they were, you know, because, you know, hands down, I love him some Bernie Mac, rest in peace. But uh, we were just thinking about, like, we went back to, like, Red Fox, and then we, like, we are trying to, like, put a collab together. It was like, so, like, who'd you put together? I said, okay, I'll put, like, I'll get Dave Chappelle. And maybe like Mike Epps, you know what I mean? I was trying to pair them up and stuff and just like let them have a little session. And I was like, maybe like Kevin Hart and a cat, will, you know what I mean? And not because they're short, <laughs> not because of that, guys. It's just like kind of like the person that, you know what I mean? Because I know Mike Epps, he's a fool. <laughs> I was watching Dave oh, Chappelle yeah. the other day. I was like, hey, he's a nut. <laughs> so we were just like talking yeah, about all so the great ones. Talking about the controversy of like his last special on the Be Quite Honest. I feel like, and my brother even said, cause my brother's openly gay, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one, oh yeah, he was speaking about, uh-huh, yeah. And be quite honest, like, I feel like he took shots at everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sure. unfair. He even said it, you know, he just. I know some transgender people who watched the special and they were not offended. Right. So it's just like, because at the end of the day, it's comedy. You know, you can't laugh at yourself, then you don't understand what it means to be, you know, a fan of comedy. Right. Because, like, yeah, like, I've I've watched different comics over the years. Like, yes, I watched Pryor, 
because like, you know, I grew up with, you know, folks who grew up in the seventies, you know, mm-hmm. so for me, I watched uh, Richard Pryor. I watched George Carlin. I watched Bill Burr. I watched Eddie Murphy, Eddie Griffin from Kansas City. You know, like I watched different personalities. I was a Robin Williams fan. And one thing that makes you good is being able to relate to your audience. And so Deja Bell has an audience where they're gay. There's gay people in his audience. There's transgender people. He's he he doesn't just, you know, he's not just a, you know, a comic that's just, you know, for Vladdy, he's a, he's a, he's a worldly comic. He talks yeah. about everything that goes on. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like he's getting too much. Like, I feel like right now, my biggest problem with where we're at currently is I think we're getting mad about the wrong things. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's okay. Like, I understand, you know what? It's one thing to be mad but when it comes to a point that we're angry about every single thing, yeah. like it takes away from it takes away from a movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other things we could be we should be worried about. Like, for instance, it's not like you know Dave Chappelle said they all should be dead or something like that. Exactly. Or anything. <laughs> and because and that's what's happening right now. A lot of transgender folks are getting killed right now. I can only imagine being transgender in the South right now. Oh, like, I know what I'm saying. Like, there, you know, these young transgender women and trans- transgender men either a they're killing themselves or getting hurt out here just because people don't like the way they look or mm-hmm. because of who they are. Yeah, that, that's crazy to me though because I don't know. I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. I, I can't even find the words to. Cause you don't have to agree or or anything or be comfortable whatever you know what I mean to each their own yeah but to want to 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 take you know what I mean like we're all I don't I just don't understand how a person could justify or feel like they can take one's life just because you know what I mean they are uh, transgender what like what what forms that uh you know what I mean that thought, that, you know what I mean? No, I completely agree because, like, when it comes down to it, I mean, they're living their life. Why are you worried about what they're doing? Yeah, and it's one thing to be worried about it, but it's another thing when you're taking taking lives. Now that that's the scary part, because to me, I mean, I'm like, okay, what are you scared of? Then why are you? Why? What? You know, it's like it is it, baffling because. It's like you take their life, but now you stand here as a person that just took a life. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? It's like, who's the monster? Who's the, the person? You know what I mean? That we, we should be worried about. I mean, people fear what they don't know. Exactly. That, and that's the scary, scary part. But, it, like, to me, like, you're just you're saying that, it's like, what are you scared of? You know what I mean? And I can go down a pleasure, a list, of, a list of things. You know what I mean? You're scared. You don't, you don't like it. Or you're gonna find one that you like me, you don't wanna be, you know what I mean? Like, like, like a whole lot of a lot of stuff. You know, and a lot of times it, it it it's it's like that. It's that that person probably that's too close to home to them, you know what I mean? But nobody knows it. You're uncomfortable with something. With with you know what I mean? And that's whew, man. 
I mean, everybody's trying to find identity. So I get why some folks want to be transgender. We're all trying to identify in some way or another. Yeah. So I mean, you feel I a certain it. way. It's like, I mean, we, we can't, we, we don't know. We can't say how you should feel, even if we agree or not agree. But it's like, that's how you feel. And I can't ever begin to say that I understand or don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, the last thing I want to do is hate somebody because of the fact they're gay, transgender, this religion, or this or that or whatever. Right. If you're a good person, right. you're a good person. If you're a person that sucks, you're a person that sucks. Exactly, no matter what. Yeah, you can be a sucky gay person, you can be a sucky transgender, you can be a sucky uh, African American, you know, sucky, and you know. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, you can just suck as a person. Right. It has nothing to do with your orientation or your religion or your race. If you're a terrible person, you're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. If you're a good person, you're a good person, good person period. Yeah. No matter what, what, what race, what number, this is. We're all the same. <laughs> exactly. When it comes down to it, I don't see no problem with being friends with people of all colors of the rainbow. Not at all. I was just about to say we're just beautiful just... rainbow. I think that's even, it's a beautiful thing when you can see a lot of different cultures and races together, be, being together, you know what I mean? And, and working together, I've always been attracted to that because that's how it should be instead of separation. Yeah. I want somebody that can elevate my mind, okay? As long as, you're, you know, we can, you know, get together, have a good time, learn something from each other, then I find that successful. Yep. <clears throat> Very much so. And to, and to be able to, uh, to educate one another. Because sometimes I can honestly say, like, with certain things, like, if I, because, you know, I don't ever want to, like, uh, offend, say, if I don't really know exactly your the the proper culture or the name to call you know what I mean call you or something like that it's like for me it's getting to know other races or cultures or whatever it helps me to to eliminate that ignorance you know, of not knowing you know what I mean because I want to know so I, I don't offend you know get to know you better to you know what I mean so I think I think it it's an amazing thing and it leads me to say um, I had this one uh, <clears throat> person that I was um, I did a show with, right? He's from a, uh, another country, and um, he he did stuff with like uh, that was more towards uh, the uh, so um, not sociology, but like uh, psychology or whatever maybe. And uh, but for the simple fact that um, and then this is not even the reason. I don't think this is even the reason why I wanted him to do the show. It was a show basically. I think as I was on the bullying. I think it had to do with, I can't really remember what it was. I think it either was the bullying or the podcaster's visions. And, and that's basically like letting our listeners uh, know what we do, why we do what we do, how we were inspired. And I mean, just different things about see, looking at a podcaster, you know, what we do in a different light. You know, that's what it was strictly was about, you know? And he was kind of like, well, what's the show about? And I was like, didn't you read? <laughs> Uh, and I told him again, he was like, yeah, I don't think, uh, no, no, this, yeah, I know, I actually was something about, I wanted him to talk about what he had been through in, in life in general and the struggles and, you know what I mean, and stuff like that, but still nothing to do with, like, directly with, uh, you know, whatever he thought I was talking about. And um, so he, he denied, he didn't want to do it. He said, I want to just stick to what I do. And, uh, and I said, okay. You know what I'm saying? But in the back of my head, I was thinking, man, like, this would have been, I, that's what it was. I wanted to 
I was going, um, I had a lot of podcasting friends all over the, uh, the, the world, you know what I mean, through a, a certain podcast um, host, uh, CastBox. And I was like hitting up people from China, uh, Ireland, just like all over. And I was like, wouldn't that be so dope to do a show? You know what I mean? And um, just like get to learn more about each other from all over, you know, all over the nation. You know what I mean? And I chose him too, you know? And, and when he denied it, he didn't want to do it. I was thinking in the back of my head, you know, it's like, you would think that would be like, like a, such an awesome opportunity to, to enlighten someone else into getting to know, you know what I mean? You as a person and your struggles and where you're from, you know what I mean? You know where I'm going with this? To, to learn. Yeah. bring all these cultures together to learn about one another and to talk and it's like you kind of just I don't know if he saw it like that kind of just like you know through you know kind of I don't want to say threw it away but it could have been so amazing you know, to come together and I agree. to be able to educate with each other you know uh, about one another so we can understand one another better break these I barriers mean, and stereotypes and you know what I mean that we that we have or we don't know I feel like we all would have better conversations with each other. There would probably be world peace. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's to be honest. Cause I think even at one point, I think Darwin even said that. Hmm. If we all have a, sit down and have empathy for each other and have a conversation, there would be world peace. Yep. And, yep. and I think sometimes we don't understand that as a human society mm-hmm. how important to have those direct conversations. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Because it could be better and we can, we can have that. You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> I don't know. So I haven't wrapped my head around that one either. <laughs> I still agree. Because <laughs> if we were to have these conversational skills, I mean, the things we could do yeah. to really, you know, unify us as people mm-hmm. would be great. And then we could finally say, yes, I can. <laughs> um, okay, I, I, okay, I'm just, I'm getting off. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True that, true that. I wanted to say, because <clears throat> I do have some, um, excuse me. Let me clear my throat. Na, 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 na. Okay. <laughs> Ten. I was I was thinking when we were speaking about this right now, like what if there was like a, I don't know somehow, this huge like, worldly, like, communication or conversation and was happening like over long amounts of time but you never saw one another. First, I have this image in my head though, and you didn't know what they looked like, didn't know what race at all whatsoever you probably just knew your uh <clears throat> what gender what sex person was and then you mm. just have to communicate you know what i mean and then and then just the end result to find out that the whole time you were talking to, this person was african-american this person was that this person was uh german this person was Caucasian. you know what i mean and, and yeah. to see like the what how much you identify you have in common and in your back of your head the back of your mind you probably even are thinking you're talking to another white person or a Hispanic person you're like oh yeah she's definitely Hispanic. <laughs> and then to find out like no mm-hmm. what no I think that's like kind of a kind of dope. <laughs> I'll tell you what like for instance I remember one time 
um, this is back when I used to work at this call center. And I was sitting there and I always sat in this chair while I was sitting next to the sister, right? And so one day, you know, I I was getting off of I was getting off to go on break. And, you know, me and her always say hi to each other, right? All of a sudden, I look over, she's speaking fluent Spanish. And I'm like, and then, because, like, the only thing we always said to each other was hi, bye, whatever. I never really got to have a full conversation with her. She got off the phone, right? And I'm like, sister, where are you from? Turned out she was from Honduras. I was like, they got black people in Honduras? <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know we were out there. It was like, he was like, it's like, honey, we're everywhere. And I was like, you know what, you're right. <laughs> like, you never know. No. I didn't know there were black people in Honduras. I mean, that's how miseducated I am. I mean, I knew there were black people in Mexico and stuff like that. Like, I didn't know we were like in Central America. You <clears throat> taught me right now, too. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, makes you want to do some research and uh, kind of find out more. Cause I mean, I know we're in South America. Yeah. We're all over South America. Yeah. You know, because you know, slavery went down there because the Dutch took us down there. I mean, it's a whole different story. I mean, heck, I went to the Netherlands. I saw just as many black people as I did white folks out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> we got here. I mean, when you see a black man speaking Dutch, it's a whole different experience. Right. <laughs> like, like, man. <laughs> you never know who is where. Nope. Unless you're there. <laughs> Unless you're there. <laughs> you know what used to trip me out when I and, uh, would uh, be, like, when I would hear, like, a black person speak or be, like, from, like, England or something like that, or London, and it, I was fascinated by it, actually. You know, and um, mm. to be born and raised and, and all that and have the accent. And I used to be like, okay, well, let's still make that person. Okay, they're, when they say who they are, they're like, I am, uh, you, you know what I mean? How like, okay, say for instance, us, they were African-Americans. And I used to like sometimes just to, to put a little, not controversy, but to start a, you know, a conversation. Well, I'm not African because I don't know anybody from Africa and I'm not from Africa. I'm black, I'm American. So, you know what I mean? I think it was another, one of my friends, she was, uh, she was white. And we like went back and forth and she was trying to tell me, no, you're African. And we like, she was trying to school me. And I was like, well, technically, you know what I mean? I was kind of just, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, strike up a little, you know. So then it made me think. I was like, okay. Then I found out there's white people that were born and raised in Africa. And that says that they're, you know, they say that they're, uh, what, how would, how would I say it? They're African, uh, South, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, so like they're from there, Africa, so like, they're yeah, Africans. Huh? Yeah, most of the time, they know what part of Africa they're from. It's like, that's the difference between, like, us and, like, you know, a lot of, like, like other black people around the world is we're one of the only, you know, people who, in America, we don't actually know where we came from. Right. I noticed that a lot, In a too. lot of cases. Yeah. I that, you know, Cause even my great grandfather, he lived in '96. Like he doesn't know, because I mean that was just one of those things where you know we never really knew. That's something we didn't get passed down to it because we got separated all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. 
So I couldn't tell you if I'm from Ghana or I'm Congolese or whatever. Like, you go to, like, Europe or something like that, most black people actually do know where they came from. It's like, oh, yeah, my, uh, my mom's from Congo or my mom's from Nigeria or something like that. It's it's kind of difficult for us. Yeah. That's true, that's like, true. and it's not, it's not talking to like some of us just don't know. Like, I would like to know. Yeah, that would be pretty amazing to <clears throat> to find out more. Of. Like, if I had Nigerian with funding <laughs> that um, I just need some help getting sent through the bank. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I, I would. I would like to know that heritage, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's like, where do you start? Where do you, you know what I mean? It's like, will we ever really, really, truly know? You know what I'm saying? I mean, with technology, yay, maybe not. I mean, we're in an age now where things are always, we're always finding out new discoveries of life. Yeah, that's true, that's true. That's very true. But at this point in life, we're just trying to like find out where we are, who we are as a people, just every as a nation right now. Like, are we, are we together or are we not? <laughs> you know. And um, mm-hmm. I did. I'm so upset because I did a podcast. Like after I was so inspired after we got off <laughs> of um, of our uh, um, off your show yesterday. I did. I don't know who who struck this word in my head. I think it was um, Kevin. Um, right. I think it was him, but he said something in the show about the pursuit of happiness and, you know, in the, uh, the Declaration of Independence, you know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, you know, it talked about how what we were to have, you know, what we had the rights to have and, and pursuit, and it stuck with me, like pursuit of happiness, right? And so during the show, uh, the whole time, I just I go back in and I reiterate, I reiterate on pursuit of happiness, you know what I mean? And then it broke down into like, how it's a, such a struggle. We struggle healthcare with this, with that. You know what I mean? Like everything is a struggle, and how the rich want to always mess with the, the with the people like low incomes, like the housing, people on Section Eight or whatever it may be. You want to take take away, take away, and all this with no solutions. And, and then I, it struck in my head. I was like, but you're an American citizen. You have the right, the right to pursue the happy. Nobody's up in the hospitals uh, uh, for fun or has a, a disease or mental health that, you know I me mean, for fun. It's like, this is what's happening to you. You have no control over that. And the only way to, to deal with it is to have these things that it makes so hard to get to. You know what I mean? That is there, you got the money, so you know it's already there. So it's really easy to get to. But we put this huge dollar sign in front of things for people that really, really, really need it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a divide. Like, well, if you don't make this much money, money divides. You know what I mean? Well, you can't get this. And I, I just don't, I'm not buying it. I really don't think that that's, you know what I mean, um, acceptable at all whatsoever. I was like, uh-uh, I have the rights. And, and the, like everybody else to, to be comfortable, to be happy, to pursue my life, you know, in the way I, I respectively, lawfully, in the way I want to pursue happiness. And uh, that's not really happening here right now, okay? <laughs> I was I was on a rampage. Okay. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, it's like people are always like feel like struggling. You know, it's already a people kind of like at the bottom as it is, and it's kind of like you want to go in there and just like keep taking from like 
take away this house, this, this free housing. For what? They need somewhere to live. Why you bother? You living in a nice big old fancy house with rooms you don't even know you have. You know what I'm saying? But you don't want to mess with, you know what I mean? People that are, are, are trying, you know, you put it out there for them to have, but you want to take it away from them with no solution. It's like, why? For what? You know? It's like, for what? You know, you want to take away the food stamps. Huh? Because they don't understand. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, too. And, and that's, I guess, what ignorance. You know what? Don't they understand? They're the one who put it. In. <laughs> you know, it's like empathy, being empathetic. You know what I'm saying? And, and to know that not everybody is where you are. Some people need help. And I think partially, I think there's a prejudice to it because I think they feel like people that have these these uh, programs or have low um, income housing and have the the you know, the uh, the welfare or the food stamp, they, they have it too easy or something like that. And it's kind of like, you think people want, you know what I mean? Just dying beyond food stamps and local income, you know what I mean? It's just by the grace of God that those things even exist, you know what I mean, for people to have and to be able to, pay, to build and to grow, you know? So it's like, to me, it's like, man, take, take from somebody that is barely holding on and then the next step from there is they're homeless. You know, I already take a look over the homeless crisis, you know, crisis, and but you're creating it. You're, you're talking about one thing, but actually helping create it. We got to get people off the streets, but then you're kind of like putting people on the streets. So it sounds pretty insane to me. <laughs> so I just find I mean, it. a lot of it, a lot of it is, you know, we live, we live in a system of capitalism, so if you don't have money, you're not important, unfortunately. Right. Don't make dollars, don't make sense. <laughs> but it's sad, I mean, though, that it's that way. You know? It, I mean, it shouldn't be that way. I'm not saying it should be. But it is. I mean, it's the reality we live in. It's unfortunate that we've come to the, you know, in this country where you're only valued by how much you make. People look over all kinds of messed up stuff and say no names, you know what I mean, and still just put you in a place of power and <laughs> and you know what I mean, and just just because that 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 green paper, you know what I'm saying, paper, you know, you have much much of, you know, it's crazy. Things people do for money. I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh Lord, don't even get me started. But you know, to, to, to each his own, and that's where we live in, and I accept it, and I know it, and I'm adapting. It's not going to stop me from doing me and getting mine, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a good person, but this is a voice to be reckoned with, and I'm still going to say something. <laughs> right. Leave the people alone. Leave us alone. Some people, I'm, I'm low. I, I, I'm in what? I'm, I know I'm not in middle class. I, I'm down there too. I'm a, uh, what do you call it? Um, I guess we're just poor, huh? But the poor, yeah. So I'm just poor. Cause in the middle class, you get to high class, middle class, and you just got poor. <laughs> I've I've kind of learned that you know, I may not have a lot. I know, I know, somewhere deep down, somewhere else is going through something a lot worse than me. A lot worse, yes, sure. That's true. Certain countries, the 
the poorest man here would be considered rich in other mm-hmm. countries. Yeah. yeah. And right. so, you know, I got things to be thankful for. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I told my son, I'm like, the things that you act like, like, just, you know what I mean? Like, things that he'll not want or, or act like he's, you know what I mean? For some reason, like, he, like he's rich or something. I said, you know, like, most kids, but a bit, kid, there's kids in other places that would love, <laughs> you know, some things I take for granted, you know what I mean? Would love to be able to have, do, or be, you know what I mean? What you, you have, you know, you, you don't even know what, what you have. And to many, we don't have much, but to me, I feel like I'm rich at heart, you know what I mean? Because I'm a good person, you know what I mean? So I, that right there, you know, lets me, makes me feel like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna succeed, I will be great, and I determine my level of rich. And if it starts with being a good person in my heart, then I've already won half the battle, you know what I mean? So, because anything that comes my way or any wealth that comes my way is gonna be done, you know, good will be done with it. You know I completely mean? agree. So, so I feel like I'm, I'm rich now, so. I'm, I'm rich, you know what? I'm rich because I have a new friend, uh, Anthony Anthem Williams, okay? Got right. a little bit richer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a, a good person, you know, uh, uh, hopefully. And I know we'll be long friends. And so that, that I feel like that makes me richer too. So I appreciate you. Eh, I ain't always special. I'm just some guy. Oh, stop. You know, I just get <laughs> out here, you know, you know, living the thug life, you know what I'm doing. He's so crazy. I'm don't, just kidding. Don't listen to him, people. He's great. He's awesome. He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be hardcore here, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they don't know I'm. Man. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Man, you gotta love them, people. Anthony, I want I gotta ask you. Um, delivery bros. What um tell you to yes. our listeners, um, like a little bit more about it where they could find it, uh kind of give them um what what they could what they'll be looking forward to. Because you know, this kind of introduced like who you are and you know what I mean? Getting to know you, know you as a person. You know what I mean? So, like, what can they expect when they check out your uh, podcast? All right. So, my name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And you can check me out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere where podcast is available. And um, you can get some of that championship um, flow from a guy like me. Yeah, uh, you know I'm talking about it's amazing. You know there might be some fire breathing. I'm just playing. I ain't gonna be no fire. <laughs> but um, a little bit about my show is anything on the table, anything on the menu, sort of like we were doing right here. You know, just keeping the topic live. I've had actors on the show, pro wrestlers, pro wrestler promoters, uh, somebody's baby mama. I'm just playing. Another one too. So that I know of. But um. <laughs> Ain't mine. That's all I gotta say. But um, for real though, my show is just plain fun. It's comedy. It's 
it's um it's it's an open topic, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I try to keep it to where, you know, it's something that people can relate to. Have fun, laugh a little bit, and maybe come out of it thinking about something. Right, right, right. So yeah, I think you should check me out. Um I'm at like a hundred and almost thirty episodes. And um I mean, also I'm a sex symbol. Podcast sex symbol. <laughs> oh no, no, oh my god. Oh, oh my. I wasn't expecting that. Um Well, I learned something new today. Oh wow. I'm like, well, okay, well, mm, I, I better keep it up then. Um see I hear it used to be a sex symbol. I mean at one time I thought about being an underwear model, but I was like, nah, bro. I, 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 I don't want to take away people's thunder. <laughs> it's already hard enough being chocolate thunder, but you know it's a whole different story. But, <laughs> but no, that's just that's just a little bit. See, basically, that's my personality. I'm goofy. Uh, <laughs> I like to make people oh, laugh. I like to make them smile, and I like to make them think. For sure, for sure. Yes, yes, and that he does, people. That he does. Okay, come back for our next show. We will talk about his stripping life, and we're here second plane. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I'm retired, y'all. <laughs> I only do that for a special lady if I'm dating her. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my uh, face hurts. Surprise show, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. It's a private show. Oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> <You are> nuts. <laughs> He's nuts, y'all. He's nuts. Yes, I am. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely would love for you to come back. If oh, you, yeah. if you I would love to come back anytime. We would love to have you. I feel like there's so much more to cover and, and to just like, there's so much. You know what I mean? Like, the the flow is just so natural and I mean I really dug the um you know the the memory lane of all the the, the movies and then just how you just kind of open and shut that light on um you know the African American the, 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 the you know how freaking awesome have some awesome awesome directors actors just like everything you know and not enough recognition not saying we like on the you know we need it or like I'm on that like why don't you know what I mean I'm not like advocating for it or if that's the right word but still not enough recognition <laughs> if, that, if that made any sense y'all it, it made sense in no, my it head. made sense to me I'm not one of those crazy sense. black people that's saying. like why don't we get this and you should you know I'm not I'm not nearly there at no, all no, no. I mean it's more, <laughs> like I like to celebrate black excellence Sometimes you don't we like it's just sometimes you just gotta appreciate for what it is, you know what yeah, I'm saying? For sure, for that's sure. that's what I if we complain about everything we don't get yeah, you don't you don't get joy what you have. Exactly. So like, we gotta it, it's a mixture of both, you know, staying humble. Yeah. But at the same time that doesn't mean we can't get mad too. Yeah. It's a mixture of both. Yeah, true that picking and choosing our battle. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And it's like to me, it's like either you gotta complain about it or do something about it. Living the solution. If you're not, then go sit down somewhere 
<laughs> and listen to the show and get a bar of that. <laughs> exactly. Dying to say that on the air. <laughs> no, my lord. How did I stop? <laughs> uh, we just gonna keep going with it. Just keep rolling. <laughs> you're you're dealing with a natural here, you know. That's what they call Anthony Anthony the natural. I hear y'all on my show. A voice to be recognized. Yes, See, when you have Black Fabio on your show, anything is possible. <laughs> I'm sad. It's just like, yeah, I am so into myself. Let me go on ahead and, um, yeah, I'm just going to talk about myself in the third person. So, Anthony Anthem thinks um, you, um, you're really having a fantastic show. But having a personality with the likes of mine on your show, because Anthony Anthem really likes to bring in the entertainment, because that's what Anthony Anthem thinks. Okay, you know, you were just in the show right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you all for listening and tune in for more of Anthony, because he will be back. Oh. I want to send a, a special shout out to John Witherspoon. Um, wow. Uh, when I heard the news, I was floored, sad, and just still am a little floored. Uh, when we did this show, it was before the passing. It was just like the day before. Um, I'm not too sure, but we were, just, we were just talking about him and how funny and how awesome he was. and then whoa, <laughs> here we go. And um, I just want to um, send my condolences to his, uh, my, my condolences to his um, family and um, all of his dear friends. And I just want to say, you, we lost a great one, but you left so much um, people with great thoughts and inspiration and um, smiles. And every time I think of you, <laughs> I'll always, always have a smile on my face. So um, much love. And once again, my condolences. <laughs>